to another episode of Muddy River Breakdown with Shuck and D.O.B. I'm Muddy River Sports Editor Matt Shuckman, hanging out with Dangerous Don O'Brien today as we get set for episode three. We don't have our DX theme music yet. We don't. we got to wait for the, uh, the bald Costanza to take care of us on that front. I need my DX music. Break we'll, it down. We'll get you some DX music. We'll, we'll get you the breakdown. Um, but so far, two episodes down and we haven't been canceled. We haven't? Not yet. People are still listening. So far, which is a good thing. How are you today? Are, okay, so are you in mourning as we sit here and take this show? Yeah, we're uh, uh, from, it's a Tuesday, it's Tuesday uh, Tuesday afternoon, and yeah, last night was last night was good, but it was a rough one. The, the final episode of Better Call Saul, one of your favorite shows, is now... It's gone. It's gone. 15 years, is that, is that correct? 15 years of Breaking Bad and then 14, Better yeah. Call Saul? 14 seasons. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, it's a good, good, good show, though. I, I know you were very much into it. I was never into Better Call Saul. I know you told me I need to binge watch it and all those things. Was, did the finale live up to the series? It did. It was very good. They, they, they tied together a lot of loose ends, and it was, you know, I think everybody who's a member of that universe came away satisfied. Okay, well, that's good. So now I want to watch next, though. I think I'll wait till Yellowstone comes out. Yeah, I'm ready for that. Although I did find a Leave of the Beaver uh, marathon on the Peacock uh, streaming network last okay. night. Leave it to Tony Dow just died recently. He did. That's right. Did, did you have a fairy, favorite character from Leave it to Beaver? Well, Eddie Haskell, of course. Yeah, of course. I figured you. Eddie Haskell's the guy. Come on, didn't everybody love the Beaver? Yeah, I don't know. There. It was interesting though. There were no. Um, uh, it was very vanilla in the uh, in, in the Cleaver universe. It was. Uh, there, there was. Other, there than, was other than Eddie Haskell being a little mischievous. He was mischievous, but other than that, everybody was um, uh, vanilla. That's well, 1960s television for you. They had no diversity on that show at all. None whatsoever. So it's uh, interesting. But, but we okay. So Better Call Saul tied it all up nicely. Yes. Wrapped up some loose ends. Let you go away with a good feeling. Right? Yes. Okay. We've got high school coaches doing the same thing this week as we talk and, and heading into next week is tying up loose ends, making sure their teams are ready. College coaches are doing the same because next week in full bore, we have a ton of competition. We've had a little bit so far with the golfers. Mm-hmm. Tennis gets kick, kicks off later this week as we sit here and take this on Tuesday. Uh, and then next week, soccer, football, softball. It all gets going. It all gets going. That's fun. It's, it's, it's a great time of year. It is. So as a reminder, Tuesday, August 23rd, the Muddy River Sports Football Preview special section will drop. That's like, uh, okay, so we're, we're going to drop on Thursday, so a week from today. Yeah, as we, as we take this. Five days from uh, the day that we Publish this. Yeah, what are you doing? Why are you doing? You're sitting here yapping with me. Shouldn't you be typing? Well, you know, it's always fun to yap with you. So, no, I'll have, it'll all be done. It'll, we've been working on it. Um, advertisers have been great. So, we'll have a 36 page magazine ready to drop next Tuesday um, for all your high school football needs. We'll have schedules in there. We'll have tidbits on the teams. We'll have some pictures. Um, we're going we're gonna to touch on all 15 area schools that we cover. So, again, August 23rd. And specifically high school football. Straight high school football. No college, no nothing else. No. If you've been on our website, you've already seen some soccer previews. 
dropped a volleyball preview on Monday. We'll have another some more volleyball previews coming up. We'll have some tennis previews um, dropping this week as well. You know, we've got to hit some softball up still. We're going to hit some area volleyball. And then next week we'll also launch our Prairie State Profiles and Show Me Spotlights. So let me ask you this. Back in the day, we would be getting ready for the – it was a prep football tab forever, the fall sports tab. Right. Is it easier doing it this way, or would you have rather done it the, the way that we used to do it back I, in the I don't day? Think there's much difference, to be honest. It's the but same it, type of workload. It's the same type of workload. It's because we're still putting it together, we're still designing pages, we're still doing that. It's the printing process that we're negating now. Since it's just going to be, be a PDF online that you can click on and open and read. And, so we don't have um, – there are no more uh, – we, we got rid of the fall sports preview at the Herald League many moons ago. Yes. Chris Stewart does not do his football preview booklet anymore? He does not. So this would be the only the only spot you can print this out and you can, you know, yes. you can make your own booklet if you, you want. You can download it on your computer or your phone or your tablet and you can read it as the season goes on and see how much of a fool I am if I say that – Don O'Brien's going to have a great year for such and such team. And Don O'Brien doesn't do anything. No, he does not. But he probably, <laughs> Don O'Brien won't do anything either. <laughs> but you know what I mean. If so are we going to do any predictions in here, or are we just no, straight? No, we're straight cash on me? That's all we are? 15 previews, and then I'm going to have a column and a couple of little things in there to get people set for the season. We'll have, obviously, we'll have the schedules. Because you don't want receipts. No. Okay. No, this, is, this, is, this is a preview section. All right. So we're trying to get everybody up to speed as we get set for for the season openers, which will be a week from Friday. Season openers will be Friday. When does when do our college football team start? Do they have to wait another week? And it's uh, I think Holbrook's the same weekend. I think they're on Saturday the twenty seventh, and then QU's the following week. Okay, so that's what I that's that's what I came here to talk about a little bit today. Because okay. ne- next week I know we'll be heavy on the high school stuff because it's it'll be the opening opening sure. week. Yes. So uh, you know I like to talk to you because you've been in it for the last many years and I've been out of it yeah. um, and so you're the guy that you're the guy that should know okay well, okay we'll see. so I did a little research alright oh lord alright ready yes um, why is will Quincy University ever be good at football what okay what is your definition of good that's as? great that's, that, that, that's a good answer or that's a good question so uh, from 2000 through 2011, when, when William Turlissner was the head coach, Correct. they won 36.4% of their games. Correct. I can't remember what, I think it was 47 and 82, something like that. Yeah, Since he left, the Hawks have played 100 games. Okay. How many of those 100 do you think they won? Oh, wow. He wanted a 36.4% clip. How many out of 100? I'm going to guess because you brought that up that it's under 36. Ooh, you know me too well. 33? 35. 35 okay. They're 35 and 65. Okay. And when this when that move was made, it was they wanted to we, we want to win more. We want we need to change the we need to change the culture. They've done a lot of great things. I mean, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. So with the, the 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 place now, the place back then in 2011 oh. was I think at that point they were playing their games at Quincy High School by they that were, point. They were at Flint Stadium at that at that point because key was so bad. I mean, it was it was a junkyard. It was the, Grandstand was crumbling. Yes. You can see the rebar. Yes, it was terrible. So kudos to Quincy University for yeah. what they've done with that whole that great whole complex facility. out there. Great facility, great turf. You know, you can recruit to that. You 
I'm sure Gary Bass takes his recruits to that stadium. No question. The previous one, back in 2010, you couldn't take your recruits to that stadium. And they did not. No. So, yes. So, that is a selling point. So, do you have, okay, so you've got a new athletic director. You've got a new president. Yep. You've got. Um, Who have invested in and, and I want to I want to take it a step further. You talk about the facility. Yes. You've got, you know, and that was in 2015 that they revamped okay. that side of QU Stadium. Mm-hmm. A new press box, new grandstand, new turf field. The whole bit did a really nice job. This past summer, they've now upgraded the parking lot. And if you drive over 18th Street past yep. QU Stadium, you'll see what's going on there because they're in the finishing stages of it. Of that, on the, to the north of so where the, the baseball entrance is, yes. Yes. There is a really nice concrete parking lot now. It's not gravel anymore. There's not potholes. There's not puddles. So when the tailgaters or just general fans want to find a place to park and walk into the stadium. They don't have to worry about stepping in puddles or, you know, along the way. It's going to be a very – so another another addition, another step in the right direction in the grand plan. So I guess my, my definition of successful would be, okay, you look at their league they're in now, the yeah. Great Lakes High Conference Division Two. You've got a lot of the – you know, I guess you, you know. Two, okay, you got power, bro. You what? You got Indian, Indian, what? Truman. Indian Truman. You got yes. two. You got two teams right now. And one that may be taken off. That will every year, or every year has been part of the title conversation. Then it's the also rans, mm-hmm. and every now and then one of those Missouri S and T, Southwest Baptist, have had a good run. McKendry. Quincy has yet to have its good run. But but a couple of those other schools have had where they've been in the mix. William Jewell has not been in the mix, much like QU. He has not been in the mix. QU this century has never won more than six football games in a season. That is correct. What is it going to take for them to go 7-4 and four or get to that seven-win mark? I think they're on the right track as far as bringing in the right kind of talent. Um, and it's noticeable. It's noticeable when you go out there – they are more physical. They're more talented, more aggressive. Um, and I think once you get to that level and get some experience under those guys' belt, then it becomes schematic and coaching and all that. Right now it's building depth and building talent. Um, the fact of the matter is it's taken a while. And now, and now they got a guy that's getting looked at by NFL scouts. They've had NFL scouts in almost every day recently from different teams just to – to see it, and when we're talking about B.J. Wilson, the starting left tackle. Senior? Senior. Okay. You know, draft eligible, obviously. Draft eligible, six foot seven, 300 pounds. Yes, he's a large human. He is, and, and a very, very intelligent, very well-spoken. So, I mean, he fits a lot of the, 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 the you know, the checking points as an NFL team goes down the list. Then it becomes, can he play? Compare him to the young man who was at Culver the last couple of years that just was in very Titans similar. camp. Thank you. I couldn't say his last name. I knew you could, though. And uh, who is now with the Tennessee Titans Mm -hmm. in their camp, who um, was talked about favorably uh, after practice yesterday by the Titans offensive line coach. So he's doing some nice things for the Titans uh, in in training camp so far. But they're very similar. Size-wise, intelligence, well-spoken, all those things. It comes down to the ability to play. And in that regard, I think they're pretty similar. So I can see B.J. Wilson getting an opportunity. Um, I don't think he's going to be a draft guy. Mm-hmm. But he could be a free agent signee, that kind of stuff. By the way, 
So he's a building block on the offensive line. So they, it, uh, is QU more of an – I know they had some shootouts last year. Are, well, are they more of an offensive team or more of a defensive team? They're more of an offensive team. you got to remember their defense was arguably the worst in Division Two in the nation last year. Ouch. I think they ranked – they were like – well, if they're 64 Division – I don't know. They were number 63 or something. You know, mm-hmm. I forget the exact number, but they were right there, I mean, in terms of – Points allowed per game, yards allowed per game. So my memory of the 2021 QU season was I was going around driving and they were beating some team like 37 to 14 at half. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, was like, I thought about going. I was like, ah, oh, nah, they're, they're they're killing this team. They, uh, they lost a game like 40 something. Because they couldn't stop anybody yes. last year. They couldn't stop you last year. That's bad. That's bad. That's so, bad. Uh, I like I like the improvements they've made. They've they've changed up their defensive uh, coaching staff. Um, they have a new defensive coordinator this year, some new new position coaches. Um, they return linebacker Peyton Chapel. They've added Peyton Plunkett, a Palmyra product, who mm-hmm. was at Northwest Missouri State prior to this. Uh, and he looks like a beast uh, and plays like a beast. So, I mean, I think he's going to change the dynamic there. They actually have some depth along the defensive line now, which they have not had in, in years. I, I can't remember the last time they made it through a season without having to move a linebacker or somebody to defensive line just to fill a gap. You know, so I, I think this year that's not going to happen. And then, you know, and, and you've got some guys with some local ties. Jackson Connell mm-hmm. uh, looked really good in the scrimmage on Saturday. He's going to be in the mix at linebacker. Lake Bergman, another Quincy Notre Dame product, is going to be in the mix at linebacker. Um, so, I mean, it, it's – you're going to see improvement. Does improvement equal seven wins? I don't know what their schedule looks like. Can can they get there? Their schedule is watered down because they had to replace Lindenwood because Lindenwood left um, to go to the OVC and become a uh, Division I program. And so they added Kentucky West. OVC, very, very competitive conference, by the way. Probably probably the SEC of of Division I AA. Yeah, sure. We'll let you believe that. (laughs) Not the SEC. Mr. Mr. EIU. Um, But, no, I, you know, the, the non-conference schedule is set up for success. Then it becomes so they got to get it done. They, 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 there's no reason for them not to. What were they last year? Like four wins? They can't win, if they can't win six this year, they're in trouble because the schedule is set up for, for especially for the improvements they've made uh, on their defensive side and the athletes they have back on the offensive side. So, you know, and, and I'm going to spend some time with them, you know, again, as this week rolls on spend some time with them and, and do some stories on them. But it it's a situation where they need to get it done. Well, and this administration has shown um, that uh, they're not long for losing. Uh, no. They've replaced men's basketball coach. They replaced a women's basketball coach. I know there's some other – I'm not familiar what the women's soccer pro situation was. They but replaced that one. They re- okay, so, I mean, they're, they they the, – the, Modus operandi out of 18th and college is they want, they want wins. They do. They want competitive programs. And I think if you talk to uh, President Dr. Brian McGee, he will tell you that he hates losing more than he likes winning. He, does, he, he is all about having success academically and athletically. It's, it's just, you know, there's, there's, is there anything holding them back? You talk about Truman and Indy being the two big dogs in that league. It's not like the GOVC. It is not the SEC of Division II football. No. It's more like the SWAC of Division II football. 
um, you know, it's down there. It's it's it's, it's not that well regarded. Correct. Is there anything that can't keep them from getting the bronze on the you know on, on the podium? Not that I not that I sit there and look at other than when you're recruiting against a McKendry or a Indy, they're in bigger markets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, granted, McKendry's in Lebanon, but they're close enough to St. Louis that they're sure. part of the St. Louis market. Um, Kirksville had Kirk, like Kirksville and Missouri S and T both have high academic standards, higher than probably anybody else in the GLC. Mm-hmm. So that's an that's an issue that QU doesn't quite have to worry about. QU is a high academic school, but not to that level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I I think that I think once they get it turned around, it's going to get much easier to continue to build. But you got to win. Kids want to play for winners. Okay, speaking of winners, I'm going to change gears on you a little bit. Okay. Um, back in my day, Culver <laughs> was nothing. Culver, Stockton, they had one good year. They had Chris Tabor, who, who won six games one, in one season. He went on to become a special teams coach with all kinds of teams. Who is he with now? Do you know? With the Bears. He's still with the Bears. He survived again? Wow. As far as I know. Um, but anyway, he's been, uh, you know, he's been an NFL guy. He was there for one year. They won six games, and he could have been mayor of Canton. How did Culver get good? Because they won eight games last year, right? They're nationally ranked in the preseason. They're number 22 in the NAIA preseason poll. Picked second in their division in the Hart North behind Grandview, which is number two in the National Bowl. Um, how did they get good? Yeah. They brought in the right coach with the right connections who convinced kids to come here despite it being Canton, Missouri. I mean, that's got to be a tough – I mean, it's tough enough to replace to recruit to Quincy. lucky. I mean, let's be honest. They've got a guy in an NFL training camp. Mm-hmm. They had NFL scouts at every practice practically. That was unheard of at Colbert, okay? They got lucky. They got lucky that Andrew Rupsich progressed the way he did. He picked Culver out of college, out of high school and then blossomed. No one could have said, coming in as a true freshman, that he was going to be an NFL tackle. But they have, okay, he's, a line, he's an offensive lineman. They had to have dudes around him, though. But they have. They've done a great job. Of, it, it all comes back to recruiting. They've done a great job of identifying and then bringing kids in and making it a place they want to come to. And again, success breeds success. They started winning. So instead of selling the, hey, you can come here and turn things around, then they were able to start selling, hey, come here and look what you can do. You can go to, the, to help us get to the playoffs. You can play for a division title, play for a conference title. Once the narrative changed, now you're starting to see them stockpile talent, not just rely on one class to kind of change the course of of everything. And, and again, they lost a lot of talent. The, the seniors who graduated last year or left at the end of last year, because remember they had extra time. Sure, the COVID years. The yeah, they, there's still stuff. COVID years left over and stuff, yeah. So the guys that were, that were here that that walked away, the Pat Richardsons, the, the I mean, uh, Pat Robinsons, excuse me, not Richard, Pat Robinsons, um, Dalton Huffmans, Andrew Rupsich's, they were they created this. Now you look at it and go, well, they're ready to reload. It's not they're not rebuilding it anymore. They're so reloading. so many times these these polls are based on what you did the year before, all, and they all are. and so is 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 are they one of the top twenty five teams in NAI football? Do you I think? think? So. I honestly think so because you you look at the pieces they have coming back. They return their starting quarterback. 
if he's healthy at the end of last year, they probably get in the playoffs. Playoffs? Yeah. So, I mean, they were nearly 8-3 and three last year. And they probably could have been 9-2 and two if he's So healthy. what do you got to do to get in the NAIA playoffs these days? Well, you got to win. You gotta, there's a – you got to win your conference. Okay. Or there's a scenario where you can get an at-large bid. And they didn't get an at-large bid last year. So – it was close. It was really close. And I don't know all the the reasons why, you know, the sure. list of things that you get in. But the 8-3, and 9-2 would obviously look a lot better. 9-2 would, would have got them in. So you think, is this a 9-2 team? Is this a team that, that can that can push for a playoff spot this year? I don't see why not. You know, Jason Orndorff is a really talented quarterback. He's a guy no relation to Paul. No relation to Paul. Sorry. Do they call Mr. Wonderful at least? I don't think so. All right. Um. They return a bulk of their defense. You know, Daniel Hernandez is an all-conference safety who's really good. Um, could play at a lot of other schools. Um, so, I, you know, I think they the fact that they return a, a bulk of last year, even though even though they lost quite a bit, especially on the offensive line, they bring back guys who had experience, who were playing against those guys. I, I don't see why Culver can't be in the, the top 25 all year and be in the mix for a playoff spot. So one of my favorite things to cover back in the day was when they had the Great River Bowl. Yep. When they had QU against Culver, they played for the bucket. Um, the old oaken bucket. The old oaken bucket. They'd have peace. They'd have like Mississippi water from when it flooded or whatever, and yep. and gars and what. Who, who knows? Who knows <laughs> if it's real or not? But they would play, and now both teams. They don't. Neither team has a ton of conference games, right? I mean, would, would, would there ever be a, a chance for them to get the Great River Bowl back together? That's a great question because I don't know exactly how Culver's schedule works because the, the heart has split into two divisions. Yes. Um, and so you play everybody in your own division, or, and that determines the division champion. Mm-hmm. I believe you play everybody in the opposite division. And I think that leaves one non-conference Oh, okay. So there might not I'd be – I'd have to double-check their – there's there might not be scheduling, but 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 America's not clamoring for the Great River Bowl to come back together. No, and it'd be fun. It'd be great. Would you like to see that game? I would. Wouldn't that be something if they played it like the Thursday before uh, Labor Day, or even even the Thursday before the start of the high school? Let, it's let, probably too let, early let, to play let, before let the high school the season, season starts. Figure yeah. Out a way to let that be the season opener. A celebration of uh, area of college football. You know, especially now that you've got Quincy High versus Notre Dame. Um, kicking off the season. You could do that on Friday night and the old Oaken Bucket game on Saturday and just have a, a celebration of area football weekend. Why not? Let's make it happen. Wait, maybe instead of the old Oaken, they played, what, what was the game called? The Great River Bowl? The Great River Bowl. Wouldn't, it, wouldn't the Muddy River Bowl sound even better? It, might sound, it sounds pretty good to me. Might have to make that happen. So there you go. So you hyped up for, for college football season out here, I, too, or I'm not? I'm excited about it. I, I enjoy college football. I enjoy it. And, it. and it's going to be unique this year because Quincy University's got some Saturday, or I mean some Thursday night games to augment the Saturday schedule. We've got some high school games on Saturdays this year. So it's going to kind of balance out. And then we're going to have sprint football. Yeah, what about sprint football? Tim, so I think there's some intrigue with sprint football. I know that, you know, some people think it's going to be like uh, watching uh, midget wrestling, but that's not the case. Not at all. And I, the, the funny part is, and I'm sitting out at, at QU's football scrimmage on Saturday, and somebody made the comment of, oh, I can't wait to see what it's like. 
it's football, it's the same 100-yard field, it's same 11 on 11. The difference is, at the college level, instead of 300-pound or 275-pound linemen, you're going to have 185-pound linemen or 190-pound linemen. That's the difference. You can be, what's your max weight? I think 196. Oh, really? You can be as high as 196. I, I thought it was in the 180s. But anyway, now they have to get weight. They're going to be the weigh-ins and everything, right? I, like you're in wrestling? I don't think you're going to have weigh-ins every week to make sure they're under the limit. I think when they come in for school, they have to weigh in. But then what What, what if you get the guy who's going to this freshman 25? I, want, I, I need to know these answers, Shock. Just let them play. It's still football. Are you intru- uh, so what, what, what's your yeah, level of intrigue yeah, on the sprint football? The interesting part about spring, sprint football is it's obviously enrollment booster for QU. It is, but it's it is, but it's an opportunity. How many high school kids have we watched over the years who were really good high school football players who simply weren't big enough to go play at a QU or a WAU or even a Culver? They physically didn't have the size to go play against guys who were in their. You know, 220, 230, 240 pounds. Now these kids have an opportunity. If they want to continue to play football, here's an opportunity. And you're going to see a lot of local names from a lot of area schools on the roster. And the, the roster is going to go beyond that, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it's an opportunity. Do we have – they're going to start six foot and under basketball, too, at the collegiate level or, uh, or not? I don't think so. But The prodigy could use that, by the way. <laughs> He's six foot, isn't he? They got him listed at 5'11". Okay. I thought he was, thought that's, he was at least That's what I'm saying. But, well, he can go play in the six foot and under league then. If he's listed at 5'11". So. But anyway, I, no, I, I think sprint football, I think it's going to draw a good crowd because there's going to be so many area kids involved. And then you're going to get people that want to come yeah. out and see those kids play. There's a curiosity factor, at least early on. Early on, there will. But don't they play their first couple games on the road? Yeah, and I, I forget what date the, the home opener is. They and they're playing like Thursdays too, right? Or they haven't they've, started practice yet. They haven't started practice no, yet. No, they, they don't start until kids get on campus. Okay. The schedule starts a little later for spring football. Okay, and they're playing like six games. Yeah, because they're going to play against like Fontbonne. Um, Fontbonne. Does Fontbonne even really have real football? No, I don't think so. I don't think it does either. But the hope is, you know, for me it would be eventually – they would get good enough to potentially play against some of the teams on the East Coast. Wouldn't it be fun to watch QU go up against the Army or Navy sprint football? Ah, I think I'm taking Army or Navy. So well, nothing against U of Q. Right now, yes. But I think down the road, I mean, I, I don't know if that will ever happen, but I think it would be fun to see that happen. That would be interesting. I mean, because I think when, when they introduced sprint football, a lot of people were like, what are you talking about? Luckily, I had some knowledge of it because Tom Russell – who was an all-state baseball player and a football player from South Shelby, mm-hmm. had gone to Army. And he played sprint football. And he played sprint football. I'm going to be honest with you, I'd never heard of sprint football until QU announced it. And I bet I'm in the majority. And But you should have because I wrote a story about it when we were both working at the Herald Boys. Like, I'm going to read all your stuff. <laughs> like, I got time for that. Nobody got time for that. But, yeah, that, I mean, that's how I became familiar with it was because Tom Russell from South Shelby had gone there and played sprint football. We're gonna have football coming on our coming on our ears here before we know it. We are, you know. Obviously, I know you love basketball. Yes. And I, and I but I need my I need my schedule, boss. You you I'm gonna be going out to a game every Friday night you for are. you. And I've got What's you. my I need my schedule. Yeah, I'll take care of you. Don't worry. 
But do do you get into college football on Saturdays? Do you watch Illinois? Do you watch? Unfortunately, Iowa? I watch. Okay, so here's here's what I'm looking forward to in the college football season. Okay. I've got Illinois over four and a half wins for football. Uh, and I always watch Illinois anyway because that's who I grew up watching, and I stink every year. So I'll still continue to watch Illinois and watch them probably lose more than they win, but I just wanted to make four and a half wins for gambling reasons. Okay. I'm, hey, it's, hey, it's legal now. Um, secondly, I do watch Iowa. Um, I don't like Iowa. I dislike, I dislike Iowa fans more than anything else. Uh, but they got the kid from Highland, Illinois, Sam Laporta, right. who I watched play in high school, who is going to be playing probably playing on Sundays. So I'll root for him, except when they play in Illinois. Mizzou. Now you're M I Z Z O U Tigers. Mizzou, rock, Mizzou, rock. They they had a chance to put Tyler Macon at quarterback. And you're upset about. This I'm uh, really upset about this Brady Cook thing. But you know what? That means Tyler Macon didn't perform in the preseason. That means Eli Drinkwitz doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> that means that's what that means. And I know you love him. Golf loves him. All you Mizzou fans are blinded by this Drinkwitz guy, but he's nothing but a mid-card performer. He's got to get it done. He hasn't done anything yet. No, not yet. But he's, if he can get it done, then yes. If he can get it done. If he can get it done. Well, he better. He well. I, I will tell you this. I will probably end up watching. I'll, I'll watch as much Mizzou as I can. This yes. Fall, just. But uh, I'll probably end up watching more Iowa State than I do. Of course, yes, yes, and they were my next. I was going to mention Jirel Brock. Yes, um, pegged right now to be the starting running back for the Cyclones. Uh, Did you know he has his own line of merchandise? I saw that. I got. I saw a tweet about that the other day. Might have been a purchase already. You may. You may have gotten a little Jirel gear. Maybe a. T-shirt coming for my wife to wear of the Gyro Brock collection. There you go. So, yeah, what an easy kid to root for, too. Yeah. I mean, no great kid. Uh, hopefully he has a bang-up year. What's their, is their line coming back? Because that Bryce Hall certainly benefited from a great offensive line. Uh, Bryce Hall, please. I'm sorry, him too. Uh, and Brock Purdy was their quarterback, and, yes. and he, he's gone now. Yeah, I think they got a majority of their linebackers, for, for what I understand. It's their skill positions outside of Xavier Hutchinson that they have to replace. Hunter Deckers will be there. Big 12, is Big 12 really tough? I mean, come on. It's got Kansas in it. I mean, how, I mean that's a dub every year. That's a dub. That's an easy dub. What do you think he's going to do against Kansas? Over, under, two and a half cut touchdowns. 474 yards and six touchdowns, just like he did in high school. That's Jirel. That's Jirel alone. You got him for 475, 474, <laughs> and six TDs. On, no, for, for real, though. Over, and under, two and a half touchdowns for him. Chickenhawks. Uh, I'll take the over on that one. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna get in the end zone three times against them. That's against probably Hawks, that's yeah. probably a good bet. Although the Chicken Hawks won me some money last year, so I'm not that's you know. Okay. Yeah, but it, it'll be fun. It's gonna be fun to see his progression, um, to see how he has matured. I mean, he's matured so much as a football player um, before getting the starting job. I'm anxious to see what he does with that job now that it's his. Do you care about the top five or anything? Do you get, do you get into that at all? I don't, I don't really care anymore. It's the same teams every year. It's the same teams every year. It doesn't really matter till the college football playoff. The fun part for me is watching some of them, you know, watching the teams that, you know, get upset. I just want all of them to get beat. And then you watch their fans squirm. Yes. So that's kind of fun. Um, and, but it's also going to be interesting to see which coaches show up in Hannibal this year. You know, yeah. Which teams try to put the hardcore, the full court press on Aeneas Williams to 
get him to come to their school. So who's going to show up in Hannibal to watch Aeneas on Friday night? Coach Saban going to take the helicopter and drop it out to Hannibal YMCA on, on top of the hill and in the parking that. lot. And but, I, you know, and that'll be interesting because we've seen, you know, because of social media and stuff, we've seen like Eli Drinkwitz at high school games on Friday night mm-hmm. um, and those sorts of things. Uh, will there be any big-name coaches show up in Hannibal this year or will it be just assistants? Yeah. It's going to be interesting, and it's going to be interesting to see how his trajectory goes. You know, what kind of year he has. I mean, he's got all the biggies that are in on him anyway. Is there anybody else out lingering out there that hasn't thrown in? I don't think George has offered him yet. Come on. I think that would be the one that I can think of off the top of my head that has not. I mean, Alabama, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Oregon. A lot of the big boys. Can you offered him yet? Uh why wouldn't Gary just do that just for the just for the PR part? Why of it? not, right? I wouldn't. WIU you did. W, they were one of the first ones. They were one of the first ones. Oregon was the very first one. Yes. Um, okay, so it's time to put Chuck on the spot. This is probably the last time we'll talk about college football before it kicks off. Okay. Uh, Mizzou bowl game or no bowl game? Bowl game. Uh, how good of a bowl? I mean, are, are we talking oh, low, low level, low tier bowl? Like six wins, maybe seven. Like you're six and six, seven and five. Yes. Yeah, I don't see them being... The Blue Bonnet Bowl, is that still around? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Something like the that. Pool, the Pool and Weed Eater Bowl. The Pool and Weed Eater. So, so, so they're, they're low level. They're like, they're like playing on December 23rd. I think they and Illinois are going to be kind of that team. You think Illinois makes a bowl? I don't know if Illinois would. I don't if think Illinois so gets one, it would be that kind of bowl. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can't see them getting any higher. Uh, what about Iowa State? How, how good are they going to be as a whole? I think they're going to end up being pretty darn good. Matt Campbell's done a tremendous job with that program. I'm going to go battling for the Big 12 title in the final two weeks of the regular season and fighting for a, a New Year's Day bowl game. That'd be all right. What about uh, what about more local? What uh, what 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 are your win totals? Uh, okay, Q, you over under five and a half wins. I'm going to take the over because of their non-conference schedule. If their non-conference schedule is loaded, I think it'd be a little tougher. I think they're going to be able to get their feet wet with some some not-so-great competition early, which will allow them to maybe uh, sneak up on a couple GLVC teams. So I'm going to take the over. On five and a half. Five and a half, I'm going to take the over. Okay, Culver Stockton College, over under eight and a half, or they can be better than they were last year. I'm going to take the over. I think they're going to go nine. I think they're going to end up going nine and two or ten and one with uh, a real challenge. You know, I don't know if they can beat Grandview for the division title. But I think they're going to be right there. They were right there last year. I know that. I know they've got some people to replace, but I, I really think they're going to be right there. I think the dog in all this this year, the one the team that's going to struggle is going to be WIU from our region. Yes. They're going to be the new coach. New coach. Myers Hendrickson takes over as head coach. Three, three, three and a half. That might be where I'd set the over-under. Three and a half, over-under. What are you going? I'll go under. Under three wins. That's a tough league. Uh, now, that three is. Three and a half, so three wins. So, that is actually the Missouri Fort Valley Football Conference is the SEC of Division One AA football. Oh, no question. Or I call it Division One AA football FCS. bowl subdivision. I think a lot of Do people still call it 1 AA or. No. What do you think? FBS? FCS. FCS. People call it FCS now? I'm old school. There's only, only 1 AA to me. You are old, though. I am getting there. Yes. So, um, football's here. It's a great thing. We'll talk more high school next week. I think so, because, you know, next week's kickoff. And you, you'll be with me on Friday night, a week yes. Friday night, at Bill Connell Memorial Field. All i got to say early on about that is that um, – 
uh, Coach Cornell, yes. his beard is in midseason form. Oh, no question. I mean, if I had a hat, I'd tip it to him. He gets it done. Yes. So gets we'll, it done. Uh, I'll, I'll see him on this week. There, I'll see him twice in Lex before we get together again because he's – they're speaking at uh, Exchange Club on Friday, and then again at our Rotary on next Tuesday. So, and, the, and then you'll be there for the, the lid lifter on August 26th. That's my week one assignment. That's your week one assignment. I look forward to it. You're gonna be there hanging out with me. Sounds good. Should be a lot of fun. Do it again next week. Episode four. We're not getting canceled before next week. Oh heck no. This has been fun. Let's talk some more football next week. Sounds good. This has been the Money River Breakdown with Shuck and Dob. Join us again next week.